Welcome to the Even the Rocks podcast, where we believe that just like the rocks cry out, proclaiming Jesus as our Savior, our symptoms cry out to help us support our temple. I'm Lindsay. And I am Danielle, and we are your hosts here. We are both nutritional therapy practitioners with a biblical worldview, and within this podcast, we will teach you the way God created our bodies to be innately intelligent. You will be pointed to Jesus and understand how to support your body best. Hi, and welcome back to the Even the Rocks podcast. We are super excited to share with you that season two is completely different than season one. I guess not completely, but it is different than season one. We just really felt it's what? So we're just winging it. And this is okay. By the way, Lindsay is pulling out the just winging it with me because I like to plan everything down to the T. So she's really, look at me leaning into something new. Um, So this season is definitely going to be much different and not as methodical. And it's definitely just going to be pretty much just raw conversations between Lindsay and me. And you get to be part of that. You get to hear our conversations because truly in episode one of season two, um, the last one, that is how we talk with each other. That is how we continue to have conversation. Yeah, we kind of made it more like knowing that you guys were there. But that is something that we want to do is to bring you in to our realm and the way we think and the way we do things and that kind of, you know, just because sometimes we just want to hear what other people how other people are approaching life. And we pray and hope that you do get something from this, that maybe it's an actionable thing that you're like, oh, okay, yeah, I I can see that differently now. And now I'm going to live out of that. We don't want to just give you knowledge. We want to give you um, motivation or encouragement or validation to move forward in the next right thing. So today we are sharing um, Lindsay's path to wellness, like just how she finally was fed up you know when we when we are ready for change and when we actually start making change we have to experience disgust we have to be disgusted with some area of our life and be like okay that is no longer acceptable to me something has to change and then when we realize that that fear of staying the same is so much bigger than the fear of what comes with change that's huge that is when change comes and so that is how we are going to share today Lindsay's story so come and join along with us hey guys so yeah you know my story my journey to wellness started about 2018 but even before that it's in 2012 I knew that I wanted to be a midwife 2012 knew that I wanted to be a midwife and so I started there wasn't as much knowledge about how to go about that path. Um, I didn't really know how to go about it. And so my parents advised me to go to nursing school, go to nursing school. You can become a nurse midwife. Perfect. And so I thought, okay, that's a good idea. I had just graduated with my associate in business. I was like, yeah, I could be a midwife. That's what I'm going to do. So I started, I just, I had just graduated with my business degree. Actually, no, I had one semester left in my business degree. And then I started working towards becoming a nurse. So I started working towards nursing. I was in nursing. And uh, while I was in nursing, my health plummeted. I started having extreme anxiety. That was shortly after I got on ADHD medication. I also got um, flu shot for the first time in my life. After that first flu shot, I was on my way home and I had a panic attack. Thought I was having a heart attack. Um, And so as I was going through nursing, my health just continued to decline. 
once I got out of nursing school, I started working nights. And as I was working nights, um, I worked nights for about three years. Um, and I had a 45 day long period, bled for 45 days. It was miserable. Um, I was getting anywhere from two to maybe on a good day, I was getting four hours of sleep. Um, it was awful. I, I, it, my body was shutting down. And so finally one day I was just like, I quit. I quit. I, I don't care. None of this is working for me. I am miserable. And so I went to my boss, told her I was quitting. I applied for 20 different jobs in many different states, in different countries. I was going to move to China. I was going to move to Uganda, not Uganda, um, Kenya. I was going to move to Haiti. I And these were like places where I had like jobs that wanted me. I had jobs that wanted me in those countries, different orphanages. I had a roommate and I was looking for a job in... Louisiana, in Georgia, in Kansas, um, in Ohio, all over the place. I was, I was just trying to get out. I wanted to get away. I just, I needed to figure something out. I don't like the term find yourself, but like, I just needed to get away from my mm-hmm. life because my life sucked. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so I found through just like a mutual friend found a jobs in national parks. And I was like, Oh, this is interesting. Like people go and live where they're working. They live in employee housing and they work for a vacation company. So I was like, I'll do, I'll see if that will work. None of these other jobs, they, everything was just falling through. Like the job in China, they changed the visa platform. So I couldn't go like all these different things were just falling through and it wasn't working in my favor. And I was like, Lord, I am willing to go work in orphanages all over in third world countries. Like, why is this not working for me? Like, let me do this. And I was so frustrated. And I had an interview with a work, scooping ice cream in Yellowstone. And I, and I got the job on, like, on the interview. And I was like, whoa, okay, yeah, I'm coming. <laughs> so I quit everything. And I ran away to the mountains, ran to Yellowstone. And I didn't really know. I had no clue what that was going to do for my life. Um, no idea. Now with my health, y'all, if you've been listening for a long time, you know, my health was a disaster. Like there were things happening whenever I was in nursing that were new. Um, but before that, like my gas and my bloating was a constant throughout my lifetime. And at that point I didn't even look at my gas and my bloating as an issue because it was like breathing. I had gas and bloat pain like you would breathe and you don't think about breathing. That's what my pain and my gas was like for me. Um, it was embarrassing. It, I hated it, but that was the way it was. Um, and so I ran away to Yellowstone and I, well, first of all, I met my husband there. So that's like a huge part of the story, <laughs> but more than more, even more than that, like God met me there. I was shut off from the rest of the world. You don't have service in Yellowstone. Um, And he met me in a way that I never expected him to meet me because I didn't go to church for six months. And it was honestly the most enriching six months of my life because I had a, it it was all determined on my relationship with him and spending time with him and not just spending time in my Bible, but, but I was more, I was more, I read my Bible each morning more consistently when I wasn't going to 
than any other time in my life. I was consistent. It was, it was an ongoing, I was constantly praying. I was constantly speaking with him. I was constantly more consistent than I've ever been in my relationship with him. Whenever I was not, I, the, the, the temporary job world is hard in the fact that you're surrounded by a lot of people that don't love the Lord and, and a lot of people that are searching for the Lord, but just don't know it. That's why, that's why he directed their path to a national park so that all you're around is his creation. So hopefully you can find him in that. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes people don't. Um, so while I was there, my soul healed, my, my mental health healed, my whole body I didn't care about what was going on in the world because it wasn't constantly impacting my life. And I wasn't, I wasn't bogged down by comparison Mm. and worrying about everybody else's life and money. And I wasn't worried about all of the things that the bills and all the things that we, we think are a big deal in our world today that really aren't a big deal. And so I had this season of just refreshing my soul and not having to deal with all of the crap that our world puts on us every day. I didn't really have social media. Like I didn't have, I wasn't able to talk to people. I wasn't able to see the news and know what was going on in the world because all I cared about was the next hike. It was so relaxing to my soul. Um, one time I was standing in line or not, I was standing in line. Somebody was standing in my line and the ice, now the ice cream line, I don't know why people go to Yellowstone and they stand in line for ice cream for two hours, but they do. So I had this, I, I saw this guy early on in line. He was at the back of the line, um, waiting for ice cream and I was scooping ice cream and, you know, doing all this stuff. And by the time he got up to my, my spot in line, he said, um, I'm just wondering where, where the employees here get to go to church. And I was like, yeah, well, we have, we have, a." Like a, it was like a crew or campus crusade. Or no, not campus crusades of Christ. They were they're in the national national parks, but there's like this small ministry that like reads the Bible, sings the hymn, and that's like the church on the balcony of the old faithful inn. And you know, sometimes you got to go to it. Sometimes you were working, you didn't get to go. And I said, yeah, but we ha- we have this service, you know. And he was like, oh, I was just wondering where where believers get to go to church. He was like, because I could see Jesus in your eyes, and it was just things like that, that he let me know, like, I'm watching you. I know what you're doing. You're okay. This, this is, I have you in this safe place where I wasn't influenced by the church. Yeah. I wasn't influenced by what we talked about in the last episode. There's so many things that influence our relationship with God. That's not our relationship with him. So making that the priority changed my world because I wasn't constantly influenced by the Pharisees of today. Honestly, that's what it is. Yeah, it is. That's often what the church is today. And not that, not that going to church is bad. I go to church every Sunday, but, but no, knowing the difference is important. So all of that happened while I was in Yellowstone and I, I truly, you know, I didn't become a nutritional therapy practitioner until later. Um, but I truly believe that that set up the foundation 
for what I needed to see in myself because I had dealt with a lot of a lot of failure. Um, I went through nursing school, graduated from nursing school. I knew more. I was working in a hospital for to get my CNA while I was trying to pass my test. Um, I was a I was a interim nurse for like about a year after I got out of school, um, but I couldn't pass my state board test. I took it five times. Um, after the fourth time, I told the Lord, I'm done. I'm going to take it one more time and I'm done. I'm, I'm walking away from nursing. I had spent thousands of dollars on the test, on, on study different courses to pass the test. I knew more. I could, I corrected nurses in the hospital that I worked in all the time on medication errors, on different things, but I couldn't pass the test. And I was so frustrated. And I was, I, I saw my, all I saw myself was this failure. It's all I saw myself as. And then that added to the anxiety, I truly believe from the medication that I was on. Um, but just all of these different things that fed my soul negatively. And so I really did not think much of myself. I not, I wouldn't say I was depressed, but I was extremely discouraged in every area of my life. I, I numbed every area of my life just because I didn't care. Um, and so in going to Yellowstone, it prepared me to not be discouraged, to not care what all those other people thought in the world, because they really don't matter. Honestly, they don't. Um, and so then after I left Yellowstone, I went to Colorado and in Colorado, um, I, I need to make an episode on my book that I'm writing also. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Maybe we'll do another episode of my book. So I'm writing a book right now. Um, and if you've listened to Danielle's podcast, I kind of talked about this on there, but I, so I'll try to make this short, but I prayed a prayer at two years old. Um, my mom had had four miscarriages and I prayed that my mom would have 10 children. And I told my mom that I was going to pray that she had 10 children. And I continued that through until I was five when my sister was born. And then I had two brothers born. And so there were four of us. Life was great. Life was perfect. Um, and then whenever I was 22 years old, we surprise. No, I was 24. I'm sorry. It was 22 years after I prayed the prayer. I was 24. Surprise. God brought two little boys for us to adopt and we adopted them. Um, and so after my youngest brother, he, we got him straight from the hospital. He, I was feeding him one day in my parents' house and feeding him his bottle. And I heard God say, here's your 10. There's six of us here and there's four in heaven. Um, and it was a mind blowing experience. And so whenever I was in, then after I left Yellowstone, I worked in Colorado for five months at a ski resort. Well, I worked the ski resort, went skiing during the day, but at night it was freezing cold. I'm from like kind of a Southern state. I don't like the cold. Um, so you really couldn't do anything in the evenings. So I wrote a book that whole winter on that story. <clears throat> and part, the most, the, the thing that impacted my life throughout that story was that God used every terrible thing in my life that I had gone through in order to answer that prayer. He, he showed me in that winter where everything from the age of two to the age of 24 Everything was used to answer my prayer. And not just that, but to, to give me the life that's better than I could have ever imagined. And so I saw 
all of these different situations throughout my lifetime where God was using bad situations in order to bring him glory, in order to give me the life that I genuinely really wanted. I just didn't know how to get there. <clears throat> and so through this, through this season of writing, basically every hard thing throughout my lifetime, he showed me how it was all for good. And so whenever I left that, um, there was one day before I, before I found the Nutritional Therapy Association, I was talking to my mom and I was telling her all of this, all of these health things that I knew and that I was reading. I was reading all these books and she was like, I don't care. She said, I don't care what you're learning because you're not using it. She said, you need to go back to nursing. You need to go back. Even if it's not nursing, you need to go back to something where you're helping people because you know you're supposed to be a nurse in some way. And I was like, no, I'm not. Like, I, I, I failed at nursing. And and the, the nursing term and going to school and doing anything that was associated with health made me go insane. I shut it out. I didn't want any part of it. I, I was very much like a wall there and it was never coming down. And so when she told me that day, I thought, I wanted to be a midwife one day. Like that was the original plan. The original plan whenever I was 21 years old was to be a midwife. So why was I letting all of these different things impact that? Like there is another way of getting to that. I didn't necessarily want to be a midwife at that point because I didn't want to go through all the schooling, but I thought, what can I do? Like there is something, some way I can take care of people. Um, and I've all, like, even through nursing, I had a more holistic mindset. I still had, like, the, even in nursing school, I would have professors. I kind of would argue with professors based on, like, I didn't agree with them <laughs> in, in different areas of, like, nutrition and different, you know, different aspects of supporting our body rather than using medicine. Um, and so I... I went home from that, that day, me and my mom were actually at Lowe's and we were, I don't know why we were at Lowe's, maybe getting flowers or something. Cause it was the springtime and I came home and I started looking up nutrition schools and I knew that I knew that a lot of nutrition or dietitian stuff was, was associated with the medical field and was associated with, um, the medical agenda. And so I knew I didn't want to be a part of that but I was like, I've got to find something. So I looked up the, and the NTA was the first thing that popped up. And I was like, I read through their, their bystanders. And I read through like all of their, um, all their stuff. And I was like, this is it. And I, I wasn't, I was married already. And I called, I talked to my husband and I was like, um, can I spend $7,000? And he was like, what? And I was like, yeah, I need to spend $7,000 right now. And I need to go to this school. And he was like, and he, I, I don't know why I would have never said, yeah, sure. Do that. Like, let's pray about this first, you know? And he was like, yeah, do it. And I was like, okay. And I put it on the credit card the next day. Yep. <laughs> so, no, actually it was that night. I think did it and became an NTP. And even whenever, now, like I said before, my gas and my bloating was, it, it was like breathing. It was constant. It never stopped. It, it, it influenced every aspect of my life. Like, yeah, people said that I was what I smelled and I stank up the whole place. But I remember even as a toddler, like maybe not toddler, but like 
early elementary school child, um, my mom took me to the doctor and the doctor literally told me, well, gas is a sign that you have a good digestive system. You like vegetables, so you're healthy. And so, and even in nursing school, I learned about bowel sounds and learning about bowel sounds. I thought, wow, well, I'm really healthy. No, you're not. You smell like rotten eggs every day. You're not healthy. Yep. And so even I was already in school learning about nutrition when, when we were talking and I was talking to um, one of my friends and she said, Lindsay, you have a serious digestive dysfunction. And I was like, no, I don't. Like, what are you talking about? I'm super healthy. Like that's yep. just normal. And the words came out of my mouth and I was like, no, you're sick. Yep. You are so sick. And so I started doing everything that I was like learning about. And like, I already, I knew all these things, but it was like, I had blinders. I had, I had blinders to even know what was going on in my body because it was so normal. Yeah. And so finally, whenever I started listening to my body and listening to the normalcy, I could support it. And I started doing the things that I teach in the gut guide and it only took me like six months. And I started crying the day that I realized I can't remember the last time I farted. Yeah. Like I couldn't remember the day that I farted. And usually it was like, I farted 10 minutes ago. Yep. And I, it, my whole body, my, my whole world changed when I started farting, when I stopped farting. My entire world. And like, I don't even know how to explain the, my confidence levels Mm. and the way I view myself. Yeah. And like, yeah, those things changed in Yellowstone. I viewed myself differently, but when my body, when my gut started functioning the way it's supposed to, I truly... I, it's shocking how it changed every aspect of my life. And you could say like, oh, well, your gut, inf-, like I say all the time, your gut influences every aspect of your life. So yeah, once you stop getting gassy, like, okay, you're going to feel better in every area. But my mental health, the way oh, I yeah. saw myself, the way that I cared about me completely changed. Yeah. I think that that's huge. Like that, I just want to like wit I, like just give validation here because seeing Lindsay's confidence like I stalked her on Instagram before we became friends and and typically so that that's something that the NTA does is that they like create a tight knit community and we are super supportive of everybody like it's like nothing I've ever experienced before um on a larger scale kind of thing maybe it's what you know the whole kingdom of god's going to be like like everyone just becomes this tight knit community anyway um but watching lindsay's confidence and you know when someone is confident you can see like fake confidence but you can tell something shifted in her and so it was just really? just oh yes really and it was something was different And something changed. Like it was just very much like, oh my gosh, I'm living in a freedom I've never had before. And because you got to live in that freedom you've not had from gas that you didn't have before, you became confident. And then out of confidence breeds, okay, I'm going to go to the next level. I'm going to do the next thing. And it's been beautiful to watch. 
Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, your story, your story is always changing. And God is going to use, like I said before, God uses even those things that you think are miserable. Yeah. And you think, you think they are the, they are miserable. You think they're the worst thing that could have ever happened to you. Yeah. I spent thousands, thousands and thousands of dollars towards going to nursing. Um, and if you look at the last two years, praise God, I'm not a nursing. I nope. would. Uh, no, I don't even want to imagine. Yep. <laughs> because, because that's not how. Yeah, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know. But even that, even in spending all of those thousands of dollars and knowing I knew how to be a good nurse. I was a good nurse. I knew what I was doing. But that wasn't where God was going to have me thrive. Right. And so even in that, even, you know, in in my book that I'm writing, even those four miscarriages, those were a huge, good answer to prayer. Did they suck in the moment? Did I watch my mom cry? My dad cry a lot whenever I was little? Yeah. Nobody wants to experience miscarriage like that. Like Danielle, you've had miscarriage. Nobody wants to experience that. But whenever God said, here's your 10, it was like my entire life flashed before my eyes and I could see every negative thing that I thought was negative being used for glory and being used and, and, and being able to write this book and being able to see my life now, those things aren't even bumps in the road. Yeah. They're not even, they're, they're not potholes that where, yeah, nursing, it was a disaster in my life for five years. I felt like I was in the depths of despair. I hated everything. I was depressed. I was discouraged. I hated everything about everything. Yep. <laughs> and even those five years have beauty. Yep. And so even if you are in a season that you think is the worst season of life, even if you're dealing with extreme trauma and extreme terrible situations, God can still use it to bring him glory. But even, even yes, bring him glory ultimately, but even bring you to the life that you really want that you don't even know you want yet. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys. Even, even, I was going to say, even my terrible gas has led me to an amazing, thriving business. Yep. Absolutely. That was possible. Yeah. And I just, again, this is, this is Lindsay's story. And I just, thank you, Lindsay, for sharing. Thank you so much for taking us to a place of seeing, you know, hardships as a path to growth, seeing hardships. Like I love that imagery that you shared about the, not being a pothole that destroys everything, but a bump that maybe like makes you pause, pause, and then like try to figure out what is actually going on in life, your wellness, your like just your way that you looked at everything. Um, but that pause and how many times we don't take a pause to reflect and think and, and be grateful and real and let God say, here's your 10. Like, let God show you that you are living out 
of your prayer. Like you're living in the, you're living out your prayers right now, like answered prayers. So thank you so much for sharing your story, Lindsay. And guys, we will see you next week with my story. Bye y'all. Thank you for listening to this episode. You can support this podcast by going to co-ko-fi.com slash even the rocks podcast, or find this link in the show notes. This helps to support us continue to make these episodes available to you. If you would like to work with either of us, you can find us on Instagram at even the rocks podcast or email us at even the rocks podcast at gmail.com. If you found this podcast helpful, please rate us at five stars and leave us a review. We appreciate you greatly for listening.